Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. We're glad you're with us today. We're going to look at the second part of influencers and where we are with that as far as our own personal life. So let's pray. Father, we are <clears throat> grateful that anything that we need in this life to be a witness, anything that we need to encourage others in you, you've already equipped us. Lord, may you remind us of that today, that who we are in you and what we need to say to those that, Lord, that are so hurting <clears throat> in this world that we live in today that we, we can help them through you. Lord, uh, speak to our hearts today. Lord, you know my heart also every week. Lord, we know that you've already blessed those who chose to start their week, this first day of the week, to worship you. Thank you for how Ben has led, up, led us in worship today and all the praise team. We give you all the glory for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at we're going to look at Second Peter today in chapter one, and I want to look at verses two through four. And I, I think sometimes we don't realize that everything that we need, everything that we need, the Lord has already equipped us. Sometimes we feel very insecure. And I want you to know when it comes to your personal life in Jesus, the Lord's given you what you need. To withstand the devil, yes, but also to reach people today that so need Jesus. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 2 through 4. Grace and peace be multiplied, that's to you, in the knowledge of God and of our Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us, notice what he says here, not, not, not a few, not some, not many, but he's given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How's that happen? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we've been given to us how much has he given us? Exceedingly, and more than we could ever imagine. Great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Man, there's so much in there, but to know that, that you and I can be a testimony today, first of all, by just who you are, just your name, who you are. Not only your name that you go by, but also being a believer, being a Christian, your, your name, who you are. That in this life that you can actually really be a witness by just what you stand for now more than ever. You know, I'm sure you've had this happen, but uh, Friday afternoon, my, my, not my credit card, but my debit card was compromised, okay? So it's pretty bad when it's credit, but it's my debit card, you know. So, you know, on the phone, da, da, da. so I go, I, I think, okay, at least they said it doesn't affect your 
checking accounts. So, okay, fine. So I go Friday night to the grocery store to use my, uh, to use a check, you know, so I go over to the customer service and, and I said, hey, and I explained a little bit to them what was going on and, and they said, okay, no problem. So she pulls up, pulls up my name. She pulls up my name and she goes, she's looking at it, looking at me, looking at it, looking at me, she goes, oh, and I know, oh, when you hear that, oh, you know, that's not good. She goes, well, I need to call a manager. So I go, oh, see, so, so she, she calls the manager, you know, in in because uh, she's saying she doesn't have approval. She cannot let me write a check because I'm just going to write a check to get groceries or get cash to get groceries. So and so the the manager comes over and uh, she and she like kind of out loud goes, "See, you know, she's talking about herself. See, there's a yes by my name, but there's a no by his name. You know, and I'm like, okay, you don't have to broadcast it, you know." <laughs> You know, you know, so I'm like, oh, see, there's people all around. I, I'm, I didn't do anything wrong. So anyways, he goes, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't cash anything because there's an end by your, you can't, there's no. He says, no, I can't. I said, I've been coming here for years. I said, I, I, I you know, oh. so I was getting ready to say something. And, I, and then I realized what my last name was and it was on there and I couldn't <laughs> say anything. So... <laughs> I mean, you have no how close I've come in those situations. Oh, so anyway, so I had a couple bucks on me. I just got a couple things. So anyway, so I'm just like shaking my head thinking, this is kind of what it's going to be like in the end times to where those choose not to take the mark and those, and it was interesting. So then to, to not only to learn from that and to know that, that how, what our name actually means as a believer, but where we are in our society, but to know that, okay, hold on, wait a minute. The Lord can supersede, he, he, knows, he knows everything that just happened, so he's going to take care of it. But here's my point. So then later that night I went on, and I don't know if you know this or not, but Joe Rogan has the number one uh, podcast really on the internet, if you know who Joe Rogan is, but anyways, a uh, really famous MMA fighter and been on a lot of things in television, but he was able to start a, a podcast years ago. He has this number one podcast. He has this guy on, I just saw a clip of it, and the guy starts talking about what I was just talking about on this secular broadcast. And he goes, well, you know, Joe, at the end of time, or not at the end of time, but he says, during, as, as we get closer to the end, and again, this is on this, there's millions and millions of people watching this clip. And he says, this is what's, people can't deny that we're headed, what the Bible says about the mark of the beast. And Joe Rogan's sitting there and he goes, really? He goes, uh, and this is what he says. This is what Joe said. Well, let's just read the Bible, what it says. I about fell out of my chair, you know, so, which is fine. So Joe Rogan is actually reading out of Revelations 13 on this broadcast. It truly was amazing to see this. But anyone in our society, here's where I'm getting at with this, cannot deny where we are. Now, that being said, I want you to know because you feel like you're getting bashed, thrown all over the place sometimes, and you're being even locked out on certain things, and you can't get through. What, I, what we just read there, we have divine power from heaven 
that anything that we do, he has given you, I won't, don't miss this, has given you wisdom and has equipped you in all things that pertain to life and godliness. In other words, we can look at it this way. I've always said there's a lot of people in this world that are extremely intelligent that have knowledge. Amazing. Some of the extreme intelligent we see with certain people in the world. Elon Musk or different people you want to say. But do you know that you and I as a believer, we not only have knowledge, but we have wisdom. In other words, we have something that we can't figure out. Something right now in your life you can't figure out. The Lord's saying, you might even be locked out. But I want you to know when it pertains to you being my son or my daughter, not only do I already have it figured out for you, I'm going to calm you and give you peace along the way that it's going to work out. And th this is what he's telling us here. So the, it's who you are. See, when, when it comes to us being an influence and we look at being as influencers, the greatest influence that you have is to your friends and your family. That, that's our greatest influence in this life. Those are the people that we're going to see more and be around more than anybody else. And, and I preface that by saying is it, it's who we are. You cannot get through to them if you are not being who you're supposed to be in your name being a believer. I, you know, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't know how I was going to bring this in, but I felt it was important to talk about because it, it's who you are, what we stand for. And, and so let me just go along with this. But there, and, and I want to be careful because I, I don't, I'm not making fun of someone. I think they have some mental health issues and so forth or have had a stroke. But there, and so I'm not going to name by name, but you probably know who they are. But there's a senator who has decided that, you know, uh, he can wear cut-off sweatshirts and shorts to, uh, to be a senator when they go to vote on things. And it's been kind of an embarrassment to all those in the Senate. And, you know, he, he actually dresses like Bill Belichick does on the sideline, if you know what I'm talking about, in the football, in the, the, from the New England Patriots, okay? Now, get this. I, I want you to get this. With Bill Belichick, even knowing all the, all the champion, world championships they won, okay, New England, I'm not a New England Patriot fan, I'm sorry, but all the, what did he do when they were invited to the White House? He even dressed up, right? So here's what I'm getting at. Are you dressed? Am I dressed in any situation as a believer? Appropriately for that situation. If I call myself a believer, call myself a Christian, and I have that name on me, and someone sees me dressed, in other words, my lifestyle, is it lining up or are people laughing at me behind my back? You know, people always, I, I kind of do, they do kind of chuckle when they see, when I show up for a, a calling hours or a funeral that I always have a sport coat or a tie on. Yeah, wow, look at you. Hey, hey, hey. Because they don't think I get, I want to represent, I want to respect those the family and the person who has passed away. There is respect there. Okay. Are we being 
do we represent that name? We are equipped already, but are we representing Jesus in every aspect when we're called or someone knows that you, they just know your name and they know, oh, yeah, yeah, that person's a Christian. What are, what, what is, what are they thinking of? See, when, when I think of that one senator, it's, it, to me, it's so disrespectful to our nation for someone to, to dress that way, uh, to represent. What do, other, what do you think other countries think when they see that? See, what I'm getting at is, and then I bring it into my own life, that godliness, that lifestyle, my name, your name is more valuable than any other treasure when you tie it to Jesus. It's your name. As a believer, and we read that, that God has equipped us in every aspect, no matter what we go into, that you don't, listen, please listen to me, you do not have to compromise. You don't have to. You might feel intimidated in certain situations. But God has equipped us to the place to where we are who we are. And in this time that we're living in, I just want you to know that when people know that you're a believer, you don't have to be ashamed of that. You know, the Bible says in Revelation, the very first name, when he names the names that will be in hell, and he lines it up, the very first ones, it says cowards. Cowards. Those that weren't willing to confess who Jesus is. You know, or, or what you hear somebody say, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. Yeah, you know, I go, by, I, yeah, I go by the man upstairs, you know. That's disrespectful. See, we have, we are equipped to know what we have is, he is all that, man, that we need for victory. But are we ashamed of him? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When it comes to that passage that I just read, man, we should be knowing that he's given us all this and, and, and we can't represent him in a way. In other words, when we see today or people see you, what's the difference? Why are so many people not coming to Christ today? They don't see any difference. Our family, our friends, they don't see any difference in their lifestyle. Our name, your name, believer, whatever. There's, why would they come to Christ? There, there, there's, there's no difference. What I'm trying to get us to see today is it begins, it begins with us, begins with us being who we are. And to know, which is so amazing about those scriptures, that, that you don't have to do it. The Lord has equipped you First of all, for whatever, whatever temptation that you have in this life, the Lord says, I've equipped you in all things, in this life and in being a godly Christian. I can't do it myself. You know your weaknesses. I know my weaknesses. I, I can't do it. I have to have the Lord to help me. But I know that when he does, as the verse is telling us, he's going to help me in such an incredible way. I hold on to those promises that he's given me that I'm part of this kingdom that lasts forever. 
you know, every time I hear something like what Joe Rogan was talking about here on this podcast, talk, reading the book of Revelation, the other guy's saying, hey, you just can't get away from it, how the, the society is lining up to a cashless society. We're heading there. You can't get away from it. And I'm thinking of, all I'm thinking about is that what we're looked at verse, but I'm thinking about eternity. Many of you in here, whether it's your parents or your mate or someone that you love has passed away. Many, if not all of you here today, we all have someone. You know what's amazing? In five minutes, you're going to see them. Our life is a vapor. See, what we've got to hold on to is to know that we have promises. And so I'm going to be ashamed of who I am in Jesus, knowing he's given me eternal life in heaven. I'm going to see my loved ones someday forever and ever. And what the Bible says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Man, we were praying in the back. What a, what a crazy world that we're living in today. And we're not just called... Here's where we've gotten into trouble. We're going to look at the second part of this. We're not just called to be a Christian. We're called to say who we are. Now, to your friends and your family, how that happens, we don't have to beat them over the head and all these different things, or they don't invite you to certain gatherings because you're going to stand up with your Bible and start preaching in front of everybody and the whole thing. <laughs> That's not what we have to do. We take our witness with us. And the Bible says, always be ready to give an answer. For what? For the hope. For the hope that is in you. Let's, let's, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Look at this, look at Matthew 5, 13 and 16. This is actually one of our, one of our church verses. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And then it gives the example again. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house, friends and family. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We want to be that type of influence. It can't just stop. I'm the most backwards person you can be. I could preach in front of thousands of people. I always, you know, for years, I always look around one-on-one -on -one to see where my kids were so they could carry a conversation on with me. It's terrible. But anyway, so I'm with a, 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 several pastors on Friday, and it, it just took me so much to walk into this meeting with this. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyways, so that I finally start talking to uh, several pastors and we sit down we're talking about what is going on in ministry today it was at a small gathering and uh, and I was talking to three different pastors and how that we are at this place we have to be equipped here it is we have to be equipped not only to be who we are our friends and family but are we willing to speak to speak are we willing to say so? We have to do it. 
We have to be willing. Bible says in, in, in Jim, I was telling Jim earlier about putting it up. The scripture says, speak the what? Speak the truth and love. That's what we're supposed to do. So we're talking with these pastors and we're talking about the <clears throat> complication of, of how do we go about this, what I just read. Salt. Salt not only makes things taste good, but it also in that day of biblical days, it purified. It kept things from rotting and how valuable it was. Did you get that? It kept things from rotting. You and I, with what we say, will keep things from rotting, the corruption happening. You and I are the ones that stop that through the power of the Holy Spirit. We, and Jesus said, we are salt and we are light. And as I was talking with the, with the pastors and we were talking about the thing that, that's so difficult today that all the things that are facing are young people, especially, you know, if you want to say from first grade all the way up through high school. And all the things they're being thrown at. There's not clarity Mom and dad and friends and family, we must be willing to give clarity about what is right, what is wrong, what is truth, and what is false. And we must be willing, because if we don't, they're going to hear it from everywhere else in the world, what the world says is right, and we know that's wrong. If you and I are going to influence people today, Yes, it's your testimony. Yes, it's who you are. But you have to be willing. Eventually, you have to be willing that we are called to be salt and to be light. That's you and I. We have to do it. And as, and as I talk with these pastors, and, and we were discussing the transgender movement today and how it's confused. So I get so... I have to be careful, you know, but I get so fired up when it comes to this because why? Do you know that the, the statistics are starting to come out now? They don't want you to see them. They're starting to come out because it's happened long enough to where now they're finding out those that have transitioned when they're younger. One, it's destroying, it's destroyed their immune system, okay? Well, what God's word says? God created he male and female. destroys their immune system when they take all, these, take all these puberty blockers, let alone cut on. And then they're not telling them that it destroys also later on in life their intimacy level when it comes to relationships in marriage or whatever you want to I'm trying to be careful with this. But do you see what I'm getting at? They're not telling them that. And you know, the, it's getting to a place that we know that, oh, if, if, if we don't, yeah, the pastor, you've got to be careful. These, these young people, you know, the, the suicide rate is high. Yes, it's high. But you know what? It's high, just as high and higher for not telling them the truth. It's become even higher. Watch, mark my words in the years to come. If we don't tell them the truth, we will see, we think suicide rate is high now. Wait. Wait, just wait till we see what is going to happen in a few years from now. Because we were not willing to speak up and speak the truth in love. That young person that comes over to your house with your teenage daughter or son, 
It doesn't have the family that you have. doesn't have the grounding. You have no idea how they look to you, how they listen to every word that you say. Watch what you do. See the Bible that you've shared with them and a verse. Do you see how important it is of who we are and how we influence everybody that's around us? Because a lot of people today and a lot of your circles in mind are not hearing any truth. None. It's up to us to live in such a way. The Bible says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. I, I want you to look at it as I close with this. I want you to look at it in such a way that you're focused with it. You have a plan with it. You know that <clears throat> there's certain people that are your friends or that are your family that are dealing with certain issues and you're actually engaging the Lord. Lord, how do I talk to them in such a way because I'm so concerned for their soul and their peace in this life because they're not going to hear it from anywhere else. We have to be willing and the way it starts is who we are. It's who we are. And when we decide who we're going to be, then we can talk about Jesus and how he's changed our life. And he'll do the same for them. And you talk about a light that needs to be shined in a world today. Our world is so dark. And you have, we read it to begin with today, everything Anything that someone that is out there that they need Jesus, all you got to do is share with them. Let the Lord do the rest. Hey, we are here today as City Church. And I know you kid me because I'm already looking way down the road when we get in our new building. We got a lot to do. And you know what? I want that to be a lighthouse just as we are here, but it's, it's going to be a light over there, a city set on a hill. And we're going to do whatever we can while the time that we have because we are running out of time. If we can hear on the number one podcast in the world, read out of the book of Revelation, and both of them agree that we are close to the end, we are. We are at the end of the end. And all we think about is what? <clears throat> you know, it's all good. We're going to go out to eat this week and we're going to do the things we want to do. And we, you know, all the things that we can't wait to get done this week. And then another week goes by another week. Where is eternity pulled down in with that? We've got to stay focused with our life. So that as we leave this place today, that we live life this week that we see those people that are friends and that are family that are so hurting that we pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, the Lord just had you on my heart. Say, Is there, are you doing all right? What's going on? Or some of those kids that come over, hey, <clears throat> Johnny, before you leave, you know, I, I, I just, I, I wrote this, uh, the Lord just wanted me to write you a note this week. Here, take this home with you. You have no idea the influence that we have as believers because the world is so dark. The world is so lifeless where there's no flavor. And also it is what? Salt does something so important. It purifies. You and I can be a part 
Yeah, and it might sting for a minute, but it can be a part of changing someone's life for eternity. And there's nobody more important than your family and your friends. And all we got to do is be diligent as I close. I just say, Lord, as I start this new week, will you take my life? I don't know how much longer I've got to live. But Lord, help me to be so proactive that I, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not get, and you fill in the blank, so-and-so off of my mind and in my spirit. And you call them, or you write them, or you show up at their house. And man, it's amazing. When you lead somebody to Jesus, there's nothing else like it except your own salvation. So all I want to do today to know, you have no idea how powerful that your influence is. Mine is my name, your name. But believer, I stand for who Jesus is. And there is such a responsibility that goes with that. Will the Lord help us today? Will the Lord help us to see people the way that he did? And that's from thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. I want you to think about someone, because I know that you probably already are, about a family member or friend that, that, that you were thinking about while I was speaking. And just ask the Lord right now, Lord, will you give me an opportunity sometime this week, next week, Lord, give me an opportunity to share you with them. To speak the truth in love. Always be ready to give an answer. The Lord has equipped you. He'll do it. And you'll be amazed through the course of that conversation when they say, I cannot believe that you called me. And then they tell you what they're going through. Man, there's nothing more exciting than living a Christian life and giving people hope. If you're watching here today and you don't have that hope, City Church is here to tell you the truth. Only hope that you have to make it for eternity and to make it even in this life is through Jesus. For whosoever... God tells us in his word, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, I don't care where you are in life. You might be watching this and it might be taped and turn on, I don't know, two weeks from now. The Lord is talking to you and he wants you to know that you can have heaven as your home. He wants you to know that anything that you're facing, he'll fill that void. Say, Dallas, what do I have to do? All you got to do is believe that God sent his son, which he did for you and for me, to die on a cross 
and shed his perfect blood for everyone. Would you pray this prayer with me? Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I feel a tug at my heart. And, and I want to I know you. I want to have heaven as my home. I believe who you are, Jesus, that you came into this world, that you're God's son, and that you died on the cross for all of my sins. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me, Jesus, for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And Jesus, from this day forward till you take me into heaven, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Lord, as Ben leads us in in this invitation time, if there's someone here, may a friend bring a friend or a family member, and I can open up and read that same passage to them, and they can find heaven as their home too. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.